up, everybody? Welcome to Draft Chaff. This is episode number 138. My name is Zach. I'm one of your hosts. And joining me, as per usual, Ben Fisher. What's up, dude? Uh, not too much. It's been a great format, but... uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you should have told me you had a bit. I, I was doing a bit. We can't have two bits for the intro. No, I like two bits. At least oh, we don't okay, have eight okay. bits. That's fine. Oh man, now we got a third bit in the mix. See, I was going to do a bit about how uh, everyone's already sick of the format. Everyone hates it or something like that. But uh, I don't know. Your bit was better. I, I like the cool guy intro. <laughs> got to throw in the cool guy podcast intro. Yeah. This week we're doing our live draft though. So buckle your seats, get ready for that. Before we jump into that, of course, our usual housekeeping. If you're not already in the discord, check that out. It's the best place to be to chat with us, chat with the Chaficionado community and discuss picks, especially at the beginning of a format like this. It's always a hopping place to be. Plus we upgraded the discord a little bit last week, added a scoreboard to our trophy decks channel. So if you want to get in there and flaunt all the trophies that you're inevitably going to draft, now's the time to get in there. Yes, I, I will, actually. <laughs> of course you will. You always I'm, do. I'm very Now excited. we actually just will have a record of it. The link to that is in the episode description as well as on our Twitter page. And if you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash draft chaff pod. Huge thanks to all of our patrons who continue to support us each and every week. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Perks over there on the Patreon include things like our Draft Doctor series, stickers, show notes, our pre-show recordings, and our Draft Chaff Hero cards signed by us and sent right to you. Also, feel free to jump in the Discord and make your guesses as to what the Draft Chaff Hero might be this format. But again, you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash Draft Chaff Pod. Our pre-show this week was pretty good. We uh, we waxed poetic for a, a good amount of time about the Thrun issue and the uh, Eternal Wanderer issue. So or whether or not those are actually issues at all. If you're interested in our hottest takes on these rares that people are rolling their eyes at, uh, here's a hint. I think I think everyone's just nuts. I think we're all just overreacting. All right, on to our Cracker Drive type thing, which we're actually going to skip this week because live draft. So that brings us to Artifairy Tibble. This is our Roses and Thorns style segment where Ben and I share a high and a low from the past week. So Ben, I think for the most part, we have the same Teferi, but oh, why don't yeah. you kick us off? Well, uh, I think some of the highlights we, we were both present for, right? So we can start in chronological order. We uh, played the Draft Chaff Cube over the weekend. We got a bunch of people together. Um, actually, Ben, from the past, I understand you're there at the live draft right now. Yeah, that's right. We're actually here at the uh, first ever Draft Chaff Cube. Everyone say hi. Hi. Hey. Yeah, it's going to suck. Back to you. <laughs> Well, actually, it didn't suck at all. It was really good. <laughs> uh, we got feedback from everyone that was there. Uh, and just honestly, being there, it was pretty clear. Uh, all the hours that Zach and I have spent building the Draft Shaft Cube paid off. It was fantastic. It was as great as I possibly could have imagined it going. People had fun. There were some great games. And I think the things that I'm most proud of are the decks that came in first and second place. Yeah, I was thrilled. Blue Red free casting. Shout out to Ratafia for being the first person ever trophy the Draft Chaff Cube. Uh, Blue Red free casting worked, and that's kind of my brainchild. And so uh, I'm really thrilled to see that uh, just really doing well. It was one that I think is probably the hardest deck to actually draft in the format, at least in my practice drafts. I, I've kind of found it to be that way. Mm-hmm. But then what came in second? Oh, my uh, favorite deck in the format. Not that I have a favorite. They're all my favorites. But uh, one of my one of my specialties, green-white twin, green-white infinite combos. And yes, there were infinites witnessed that night. <laughs> Several, in sure. fact. Uh, and many, many achievements gotten, too. Um, shout out to my friend Matt for winning a, a pack of MH2 for getting the most achievements. That, that, that was pretty sick. People, uh, there, there were butts mirror matches and... 
all sorts of nonsense. I was playing green and blue flash for some reason, <laughs> uh, but it, it was, it was a really sick time. Can't wait to do it again. Anyway, uh, another highlight from the weekend was, um, well, we did our, uh, a two headed giant pre-release, which is kind of our specialty, kind of our thing. And, you know, we're going to lose one of these eventually, but it wasn't this weekend. Nope. And in fact, um, it's been a long time since we've done one. So it was really nice to get to do that again, but we three owed and we had just bonkers decks. I mean, we had, <laughs> we had Kaito and Jace pl- and I was playing a blue black proliferate deck. And that's really all it cared about was turning through the deck. I actually ended up being able to stabilize on board more than I kind of expected it to when I was building it. But mm-hmm. that's what I ended up in. Ben was looking to play green, white and well, just ended up playing mono white. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. that works. Yeah, pretty pretty on brand for us. Honestly, I think your deck was the better of the two of ours. I think it actually performed better, uh, mostly because in one of those games I got mana screwed and my deck didn't really get to do what it was supposed to do. But I think that your deck had a lot of wheels turning and a lot of consistency that mine didn't have. I mean, it's mono white. Like, what's it really supposed to do besides curve out with some bombs? But uh, turns out curving out with some bombs is pretty good in sealed. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that depends on the bomb. Yeah, well, I actually didn't see two of the bombs in my deck. I had the uh, White Sun Zenith, and I, I haven't seen Skrelb's Hive. I, I didn't draw either of them ever, like not in a single one of the three games. I never had them in my hand. So uh, Skrelb's Hive and, and White Sun Zenith, I guess we'll find out later on if those are as bomby as I think they probably are. But um, the the, uh, the Vindicator, Phyrexian Vindicator, and the Eternal Wanderer, they did some work. Sure did. Good time. So... I mean, that kind of covers both of our Teferis. What was your Tybalt? Uh, it's tough time to be a teacher. You know, a lot of my teaching friends have been kind of getting together and talking about different ways that they could potentially pivot careers. And a lot of people that I know and like friends that I made in the profession are talking about leaving the profession because it's, uh, it's kind of rough out here. I'm starting to think there might not be a, a really mentally and physically healthy way to, to be a great teacher. I know there's probably ways out there, but other teachers that are listening, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's it's rough to be really good, um, and there's costs, right? So I don't know. Even even us who are all young younger teachers, and we're all we know we have a lot to learn still, and a lot of growing to do, and like a lot of improving at our craft. Sometimes we're starting to wonder, like, is it even worth like putting in all this effort when the the, the payback is kind of nothing? And uh, unfortunately, in the case of a lot of my friends, really entitled and obnoxious students. Not me. Mine are great. If you're listening, uh, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Tybalt is mostly just that I'm kind of skeptical about one, to be honest with you. From what we've been seeing in the Discord today, and we're recording on release day, right? So um, still plenty of learning to do with the format and plenty to see. But the things that I'm hearing both between pre-release, of course, not our pre-release experience, but pre-release in general and the first handful of drafts that I've seen come through are making me a little nervous about how much I'm going to enjoy this format. Um, but we'll see. And the reason I'm like mostly sad about that is because a lot of the premier like play events are limited this, this season. So we've got a sealed arena open. We've got a sealed qualifier. We've got uh, like the PTQ has got draft in it mm-hmm. or not the PTQ, but the PT itself. They're yeah. just like, some really high stakes limited events this this season. And if the format sucks, then it's kind of all for nothing. But hear me out. There are some really high stakes limit events this season, right? Like we still yeah, have the arena great. open. We have the upcoming uh, MagicCon Philly, which I'm personally pretty pumped for. That's that's really soon. That's in a couple of weeks. Uh, and the PT, like 
the limited is back at high level and and competitive right like I don't know if, if anyone heard about this, but I kind of won an arena open recently. And arena opens are... <laughs> I don't think I've ever rolled my eyes bigger, more than I just did. Oh my god! No, but, but my point here, my point here stands, right? It's that, like, there is great limited to be played right now. Um, whereas a few years ago, like, during the pandemic, people were saying limited was, like, about to die. And the, like the form, like yeah. formats were just not going to happen anymore, especially when we saw set boosters coming in and collector boosters. People were thinking, all right, they're just going to stop making draft boosters, aren't they? But it's looking like the opposite of that. I mean, we're going to have some high level limited stuff and the arena opens must be getting great turnout because they keep running them. Right. Uh, and and yeah, especially I guess keep running them at limited. Yeah, I guess what I'm nervous about just because of Watsi's track record over the last handful of years is that like one, like if the set's not good. Right. If people don't enjoy drafting one, then the numbers on those events are probably going to drop just because people aren't interested in the format. Mm. And I'm nervous that Watsi would see numbers drop and be like, well, I guess people don't care about limited anymore. And, you know, do that mm. kind of thing, because I, I wouldn't put it past them to do something like that. Or maybe not Watsi, but Hasbro, uh, you know, above Watsi. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe that's like doomsday ish thinking, but um, I don't know. Yeah, it's mm. just kind of annoying. It's 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 a little frustrating to me to see. um all the limited events around a set that I'm nervous about being good. It may, it may just turn out to be good and all my fears are not founded, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that's valid. Why don't we actually just, you know, fire a draft and then start getting some experience for ourselves. Yeah, we're almost there. We do have one last segment before we get to the live draft. And that is our listener question of the week. And this week, our question comes from Hululu asking, do your spouses slash partners play magic? And did they ever complain about you playing too much? (laughs) <laughs> this is appropriate given that uh this i think is our closest episode releasing to valentine's day this year i'm thinking through like a history of partners none of them really soup were super into it uh some of them will like hang out while i play on arena or um just will try to learn or pick up a game or two here or there uh my current partner my girlfriend she like she's like explicitly said that she's interested in learning to play at some point um but you know it's hard to find time for all that. Usually when, when you're like hanging out, you'd rather just go on some kind of date or something. But, uh, I I was with her at the time that I won the arena open. And, uh, (laughs) I told her as I was competing in it, because I actually played uh, part of it at her apartment. Uh, and I told her that as I was competing in it, I was like, look, I made day two for this big thing. This is very, a tiny slim chance, but if I cash this arena open, I'm taking you out to a fancy restaurant. And she was like, all right, I'm all in. I'm all for it. <laughs> Do your best. Let's go. Uh, and we, we ended up going to a pretty sweet Cuban place in Jersey City. So <laughs> uh, it was a go. good time. So uh, honestly, her take on it is that as long as I'm good enough to keep winning money, to keep taking out on, <laughs> on cool dates, then, you know. <laughs> More power to you. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's a, you know, that's a team sport right there. Yeah, no complaining <laughs> about that. <laughs> Fair enough. So next time you don't cash an arena open, it's like it's over. You can't. You well, can't I'm just not going to tell her about that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> um, I currently don't have a partner, but in the past, uh, my my ex did like, I guess, mentioned that she wanted to play at times. But then every time I tried to teach her about it, it was like not something that she was really into. So mm-hmm. um, not a, not a ton of interest there. Definitely got some complaints about playing too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to a live draft here. So we're going to do a premiere draft figure. You know, it's day one. May as well start off with classic best of one. Although, to be honest, I've been thinking maybe best of three would be better, especially if there's some of these rares that people, oh, wow, it filled up immediately. All right, let's go. First rare, we've got 
Noren's Wellspring, a rare we opened in our pre-release packs that we weren't super interested in. That's the one in the white artifact. Whenever a creature you control dies, scry one, put an oil counter on it. You can pay one, tap, remove two oil counters to draw a card. There's also Magmatic Sprinter, the 3-mana three 3-2 three haste that we were impressed with. There's the Battle Chair, the 6-mana uh, 6-6 six six for Mirrodin. There's Ribskiff, 4-mana four 4-4, four four, Crew 3, Toxic 2, ETB, draw a card. Pretty nice, actually, but let's scan through the pack if there's anything else. There's a Hazardous Blast, deals one everything. Those effects are usually fun in aggro decks. There's Chimney Rabble, the 4-mana uh, three 3-3, three, ETB make a 1-1 one, one that we were pretty happy with. I've heard Eye of Malkator is pretty solid. What are we on? I don't know if I like this rare. No, I don't think I want the rare either. The Basilisk seems okay to me too. Um, the Acre Spit mm, yeah. Basilisk. Uh, but I think Chimney Rabble's probably the pick. Ripskiff looks really good, but the Crew 3 is expensive. Yeah, but ETB draw a card, right? It's also colorless, and as a first pick, I think that's pretty solid, right? That's true. It does give you something to do with Mites that get outclassed later in the game too. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the rib skiff. Just see what happens. We get past and against the all odds. Uh, that's the flicker slash weird little reanimate. There's a serum core chimera here. There's also a slaughter singer. Ooh. Uh, okay, so three solid uncommons. Out of all these, I think the slaughter singer pairs best with the rib gift. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, all in on toxic. There's a white fair basilica in this pack. We've got a furnace strider. That's, that's the five out of four. Furnace strider actually looks really good. I'm, I'm, I think people are low on Furnace Rider right now, but I think the pick's just Slaughter Singer here. Yeah. As sad as it is to me to pass the Serum Core Chimera. Yeah, there's, there's some other open stuff in this. There's like Prophetic Prism. Um, I don't know. I think just this early, it might be kind of fun to just get a, a solid green-white deck and just kind of go beat down. So we get past Necrogen Communion. That's one of the Black Aura. Equip a creature you control, or enchant a creature you control. It gets Toxic 2, and when it dies, return that card to the battlefield under your control. That's pretty good. There's also a Hexgold Halberd and a Bladehold War Whip for the Fermiered and stuff. This is a Complete Devotion. That's the white pump spell that's better with uh, toxic stuff. It lets you draw a card. And then a bunch of uh, junky commons. There's a pest, uh, Pestilent Siphoner. There's also an Acre Spit Basilisk, but man, th- these uncommons are looking pretty good, right? The, the red and the white red ones. Yeah, I don't know that I'm all in on the white red deck in the first place. Um, I probably would just take the acre spit basilisk. It goes the best with what we've gotten already. And there aren't a whole lot of white and green cards in this pack that we want. So that's something I'm nervous about. Maybe taking the red, white stuff is probably better, but I don't really like the for vector. Mm-hmm. Um, and I but need to see so somebody open. make that work before I am comfortable with it. I did let it expire on the for blade hold war whip. And here's my reasoning. Uh, if the vector is open, which I think other people might be low on it, you could get a pretty solid deck. Like this is a three mana two two double strike. Like that's that's really good, uh, no matter what the format is. Now in our next pack, there's an oxidative finisher. That's the uh, seven mana seven five affinity for equipment. Kind of silly. Expand the sphere is another uncommon that doesn't seem great. There's an incisor glider here. I like this one. Uh, two mana one three flyer, and if your opponent is corrupted, uh, when you when it attacks, your stuff gets plus one plus one until in a turn. But that's just a really good rate, right? Yeah, that seems fine. Uh, also nothing else. Growth. Well, the annihilating glider is nice. But it's the only black card in the pack and the only one we've really seen. I think I'm on the glider here. How about you? I agree. I Yeah, I think glider's the pick. Uh, there's an oil gorger troll in that pack too, but not really something that we want in the white green decks. Mm-hmm. And the next pack we're opening, there's Necrogen Communion. Another, well, another one of those. A Necro Titan, which is solid in those corrupted decks. Like if you can actually get that on four and have your opponent corrupted, you're, you're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. 
There's some more of this uh, for Mirrodin stuff. A, a few Mirren Bardishes going around. There's a Shrapnel Slinger. This one seems pretty solid. Uh, just a little two drop, two mana, two, two. When it ETVs, you can sacrifice a creature. Uh, when you do destroy target artifact and opponent controls. There's also a Terramorphic Expanse, though. I feel like the Slinger or the Terramorphic Expanse are probably the picks here, right? I'm kind of on the Expanse. It's a bit of a messy draft so far. The Expanse just kind of hedges our bets, right? Yeah, I like the Expanse here. This These packs have all felt weird. I think we're supposed to be in black here, but I don't know when we were supposed to get into it. How about Ooh, now? now we just got past the Necro- <laughs> Necrogen Rot Priest, so now you just slam that and we're, we're solidly looking at green black, I think. Could this be an Obzon Toxic deck? I'm Could sure be. that vector is very clear. We see Toxic in both uh, black, green, and white. And the Necrogen Rot Priest is just sick. And this means we have one of each of the uh, uncommons. Maybe with yeah. a kind of white... Maybe like a splash for white. I don't know. Or, or we could figure this out. But the rot priest is there. There's another incisor glider. There's a sinew dancer. Green and white both seem to be coming. There's a predation steward um, and thirsting roots, which I guess we could use for more fixing. Maybe try to wield the roots. But necrogen rot priest. The fact that five people looked at this card and said no thanks. Uh, we we got to slam the rot priest here. This this <laughs> said, I think uh, we do have to be careful about thinking through pack two because pack two we're not likely to see a ton of black. We've passed so much black to our left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. So uh, we've got a Paladin of Predation here. Can I just do a 7 out of 6, 7, Toxic 6? Like, this does just kill them, right? Yeah, but I don't think you ever get to 7 mana in this format. Probably not. Another kind of hedge here would be take a Thirsting Roots. There's also a Maze Skull Bomb, which pumps something, 3-3, three, three, until end of turn. I don't know. I think the Roots might just be a pick here. We could come up with some kind of lean Obzon machine. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate the Roots. We're probably going to get one back. We've already seen two of them, but... So next up, we've got a bunch of comments here. We've got Duress, Bone Picker Scourge, Whispers of the Dross. Oh, wow. This seems really late for this, right? I think so. I'm not sure where, where to evaluate that card, but it's it's definitely better than where we're seeing it here. Um, I think that's a fine pickup. Yep. Uh, not seen a lot in our colors here. We've got six cards in the pack, and only one of them isn't blue or red. <laughs> so it's a Sylvic Battle Chair. It's the six mana for Mirrodin. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll want the top end like this. It's really the only thing that we could think to play. I don't know. Maybe the shrapnel slinger, just in case we end up pivoting back into red. Yeah, I, I don't see a world where we ever actually play the battle chair. So taking something that we may play if we pivot to a different color is probably better. Mm-hmm. Maybe we wind up with like a, a huge bomb rare and red. Like maybe we open the red dominus or something or maybe the red green planeswalker. Uh, not a lot of great stuff in this pack either. This is another Bardish. Yeah. Furnace Strider. I think I would be on the Furnace Strider here. Yeah, just a top-end thing, just in case we open, like, a big red. Oh, here's some stuff. we got a Complete Devotion that wield, uh, as well as Thrill of Possibility, Orthodoxy Enforcer, Gold Warren's Helm. Let's just take the Complete Devotion. If we wind up with a, a complete deck, well, I guess we'll hope for a complete deck no matter what, but if we wind up with a Toxic deck, we'll want some pump spells to go along with our early drops if we can pick them up. Uh, some junk in these last ones, an Oil Gorger Troll is going to be our pickup here. We're going to grab a Maze's Mantle uh, over a Lattice. Uh, I guess I'll take the Lattice Blade Mantis. It's a green card we can play. And a Predation Steward came around. It's a two-drop. That's a reasonable rate. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we open Jor Kadeen, first Gold Warden. Uh, Red-white for a 2-2 Trample. And then has a bunch of stuff to do with equipment. And dude, we got the Blade Hold War Whip. <sighs> we're so far from that. I don't think we're actually playing White-Red. Yeah, we probably are. There's a Vat of Rebirth here. That seems pretty slow. There's a Necrosquito. Necrosquito's good. 
Yeah, th- this could be something. It, this one will look to be proliferating, oil countering things up. There's also a There's contagious also- Vorak. This card's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I would probably take the Vorak here if not for the Necrosquito. I think that's close. Um, we don't have a ton of proliferate yet, but there is a lot of it in black and green. I so, think I like the Vorak here just as like a curve consideration. We only have the one three drop and we're probably not playing it. It's the War Whip. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. Yeah. Plus, this helps yeah. fix our mana a little bit. Uh, we, we might have a messy Abzan deck on our hands. Huh. So we're past the Mercurial Spell Dancer. The person on our left is not in blue. Interesting. So we might be about to get cut. <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting cut from both directions, to be honest with you. But. Uh, there's a lot of good red in this pack. I see the Volt Charge. There's a Hex Gold Slash. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we're not really in those colors. Uh, man, maybe we should have just gone deep on uh, equipment here. So in our colors, which we're looking to play green, white. Mm, I don't know. We got an Apostle of Invasion here. That's a six mana four four flyer. As long as they're corrupted, we have double. Uh, this thing has double strike. That's a really big flyer, right? Yeah, I still don't know if six mana is really where you get in this format. Mm-hmm. There's also the swooping lookout, which is like a one mana, one two flying vigilance, which is like fine, I guess. Uh, I think I'm, I'm not super excited it. about it, but <laughs> there's a slow bad here. Uh, there is a cinder slash ravager in this pack. That's the six mana, five five. It's the uh, vector uncommon for green red. Hmm. Does that does that facilitate a, a split into? red green then we're seeing a bunch of good red removal go by but i we're feel like playing, it's too late to make that kind of change yeah we're playing jun well there is a basilisk here i think i like the basilisk there's also a volt charge dude we don't really have any removal if we're gonna get hooked up with red this pack i don't think we can really and we, we saw it coming last pack too red was pretty solidly open slow bad's really off vector uh, it's like big artifact yeah. sack stuff i think we got to take this volt charge Maybe, yeah. It's really weird because we don't actually know what our primary color is right now. It feels like it's <laughs> supposed to be green, but in terms of number of cards we have, I don't actually think we know what it is. Yeah, we're, we're looking somewhere in like the Jun, somewhere the non-blue something. We're not seeing these early toxic creatures that we would want for this type of uh, deck to really come together. Uh, something There's like a the Dragon Singer. Next pack. There is, is yeah. Nice. This would be our first blue card, though. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying to take it. I'm just saying that's that's a potential signal. Hmm. So there's a Furnace Rider. Honestly, just Hunter Maze. I, I do think we'll yeah. end up playing green. Uh, we got the Vorak. We've got the Predation Steer. We've got Thirsting Roots. I think this is going to be a uh, kind of just value green deck. So we've got Resistance Reunited. Man, there is equipment stuff going around. Maybe that that Jorkadine. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's ridiculous. I just don't like that vector. Mm-hmm. So there's a furnace skull bomb. There's a maze's mantle. Doesn't look great. Maybe this is just like big red green beaters. Furnace skull bomb to uh, put some oil on stuff. Do we really have a lot that cares about that yet? Not really. Maybe the latter. Yeah, I guess we don't really care about the mandible Justicar just this year. Yeah, I don't think we care um, about any of this stuff. I think I'm just gonna grab the skull bomb. It cycles itself, you know. Like yeah, a bit of a messy draft so far. Ooh, there's a Rebel Salvo. Oh, we got to take this. This thing is a three mana deal five, and that thing loses indestructible until end of turn. There's also a yeah, there's also a Vorak. Uh, we're, we're led on removal, dude. This is looking like red green is yeah. where we might be supposed to be. Yeah, I think I'm just going to slam the Salvo. Another expand the spheres. Not interested. Another rib skiff. Nah, 
There's a saw blade scamp. There's also a tier next atrocity, which I think this could be pretty cool. Four four haste toxic three. Yeah, I think it's pretty solid. I mean, if if we're going down the route where we're playing one of these uncommons we've got, then it's going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But or the maybe root just skiff the root is also good. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're we're a bit of a mess, right? Maybe we just want like a top end that draws us a card, stabilizes the board a little bit. Let's take the rib skip, see what happens. Maybe we don't have a whole lot to cruise but. it yet, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. We've got a molten rebuke. That's the five mana deal five or destroying equipment. There's carnivorous canopy, which is the uh, like broken wings of the set. It does also proliferate if the thing was small. There's an unnatural restoration here. Gets back a permanent. So the canopy is actually better in this format than most because it hits artifacts and there are a lot of artifact creatures, but we ended up taking the Molten Rebuke. Yeah, I actually was trying to click on that canopy, but this is best of one. So, you know, I guess we're going to be citing it anyway. Six cards left in the pack. There's a thrill of possibility here. I don't know. I'm feeling like leaning into red green, but at this point, oh, there's also Prophetic Prism. Maybe that's just like a safe early play. Yeah, this draft feels so messy. (laughs) Yeah, this is not our finest work, I guess. Oh, there's a blazing crescendo here. I like attacking and I like pump spells and I like pump spells to draw me a card. We have like, no, I guess if, unless we're going to end up in red, white after all that dirtling, we, or we did re- wield the cinder slash ravager. So maybe we just do end up in red, green. Yeah. Um, that's uh, four cards left in the pack with a vector uncommon like here. Pretty light on two drops though. Mm-hmm, just something to keep in mind. We're going to have to look for ones that put oil on themselves because we have this oil gorger troll. We have these rib skiffs. All right, we'll take a Furnace Strider. That puts oil on itself. It's time to oil up, dude. We, we got to just start finding anything and everything that puts oil on itself. And as if to taunt me, we open a Kemba Ka Enduring, another equipment card that we will not be taking here. Uh, let's I see. guess you know, we should have been in the equipment deck. I just don't think that deck's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, we might end up splashing white in this deck. We got the Expanse. We have some solid white stuff. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. There's a Tainted may Observer. may actually be a red splash. Hmm. There's an against all odds. There's an ambulatory edifice. None of these are looking quite like what we're trying to do. Just kind of an unfortunate open. For chimney Rabble's good. Yeah, there is Chimney Rabble. Uh, the, the one half of it crews the rib skips pretty nicely. We're pretty heavy on four drops already, but then in white, we've got Charge of the Mites and the uh, Planar Disruption. So maybe we're just supposed to like take too. and splash Planar Disruption, dude. Like it's just so good. <laughs> we get past Rhea Evor. What is happening? And a, and a Charforger. All right. I don't really know what, what, I don't really know what's going on. I guess the person to our right is in blue. Like, I don't know. Do we take Rhea Cultivator Evor here? It's really strong. Uh, Do we take Cultivator here? Ooh, there's a Drowninaker in this pack too. Oh man. Yeah. Cultivator really puts the oil cards. on itself. It does ramp too. It doesn't really ramp until turn four, hands. but. Yeah, Rustvine Cultivator might be the thing we're trying to do here, unless we just go true meme and try to just slam Rhea Evor and <laughs> splash her. We just like we like won't have a deck though. Uh, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. We could also just take another planar disruption and splash it. I, I, All right. I think the cultivator is probably a dis- disciplined pick here. Yeah, I agree. We've got a Zenith Chronicler. Whenever a player casts their first multicolored spell each turn, each other player draws a card. Generic two mana three one. There's also another Oil Gorger Troll. There's a Titanic Growth. Furnace Punisher. Oh, this is just a solid 3-mana, three 3-3 three, three Menace. Probably should just take this, right? Yeah, there's not a whole lot else competing for it in this pack. Whispers mm-hmm. of the Dross, uh, another Vraska's Fall, Surgical Bay. Not a whole lot else we're too interested in. All right, we're stabilizing. There's a Contagious Vorak here. There's a Sawblade Scamp, but I think we could wheel something like that. We're still looking for some good 2-drops. Not seeing any yet. 
but we do have things to do on Soothe, the Prophetic Prism. I think I'm liking the Vorak here, right? It's just yeah. this is just red green mid range at this point. Maybe not the most exciting thing for our first draft. No, like awesome mythic. Oh, there's an exciting card for this deck. Yeah, evolving adaptive. Um, I'm a big fan of this one. Pairs really well with it, our double Vorax, and it uh, puts counters on itself. It's oiled up for the Cinder Slash Ravager. I, I wish we could take like three of these, and then <laughs> I think I'd be pretty happy with the deck. Uh, let's take the adaptive. Yeah, here's my thought with this format, though. We just got past another Cinder Slash Ravager, which, which is a good sign, too. And there's another Vorak in this pack, which is sad to have to take one over the other. But the thing that I'm worried about is I feel like this is a format where if you don't do something actionable on the board on turn two, you are just way behind. And mm -hmm. we don't really have any two drops, so that's making me a little nervous. I think we're going to wheel either the Predation Steward or the Vorak. I'd like to take the Cinder Slash Ravager here. I think we're, our deck is a little low on power. And like a four mana 5-5, five, five, like, ETB ping everything could actually up our power a bit. Uh, we've got yeah, some lower drops. Pretty well. Yeah, we got to root this predation here. It's the green fight spell. Uh, this is how you kill Thrun in the format, if anyone was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're going to take that as Thrun insurance. Sure. Some more lower drops. There's an incubation sack. There's an adaptive spore singer, a plague nurse. Wow, green is pretty open. There's another ruthless predation, though. I think we might just have to slam that. The, the incubation sack is pretty good, too. Yeah, I feel like it might just be a little slow, though. We're really well set we on We do have a lot drops. of four drops, yeah. Arena wants me to take the predation, so I think I will. Uh, we're back to our wheel pack. Might be just the chimney rabble here. We've got the Tainted Observer and the Against All Odds back. I like the rabble because, again, even if those 1-1s just don't affect the board, they, they crew the skiffs, so that gets right, us at least right. some value out of them. Starting to get down in the dredges of things here. Take a Charforger, maybe, in case I wind up playing Jund. Uh, Wheel of Titanic Growth and Oil Gorger Troll. Hmm. We're pretty good on high drops. I think I'll take the growth just as like a, yeah. just to have a pump spell. Uh, three cards left. Reject Imperfection. Complete Devotion. I'll take a Maze's Mantle. Guess we're not going to wheel. Oh, we got the Maze Skull Bomb. That's something to cycle in early turns. Sure. And we Probably did wheel the Predation yeah. Steward just as called. So uh, that that's actually two on color two drops that we wheeled uh, getting last pick. <laughs> so yeah. green was pretty open in the end there. It took us a while to find it. And now, man, we've got a mess of a deck building. I'm place. actually curious. Like, do we have playables, though? <laughs> like, do we have enough to make a deck? Oh, we yeah. Cut the other oh, colors. Yeah. So just starting off by cutting all of the let's start by cutting all the white and black cards just out of curiosity to see what what happens with our deck. Uh, we do have two copies of Thirsting Roots, so we are actually pretty well set to splash if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. Oh, and we have the Cultivator, which will let us like on you know get extra mm -hmm. if we want to double spell plus a uh, Contagious Vorax, which you know those those things are pretty good at digging for lands too, revealing the top four cards and, and getting a land, then rest on the bottom. That, that's solid. Although, honestly, just looking at our deck, I I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, a little it weak is, in the early turns, but... It's a little weak early. Uh, we're looking at six cuts at the moment. Um, we're once we got rid maybe, of all the extra colors. I think we can cut a creature and then a bunch of non-creature spells. Because besides that, I would, we want stuff with oil. I would probably start with one of the ribs gifts. I don't think we want both of them. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe those are a little... Because they replace themselves, but it, it's essentially a four mana cantrip mm -hmm. if you can't crew it, right? So, and we have a couple of Vorax. We do have a couple of ways to get creatures on the board early enough to crew it, but 
crew three is is tough, and I I don't think we want to be tapping our creatures to crew a creature that then also can't block. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like to. Man, the question is, are we trying to just kill them as fast as possible or grind out into the late game a little bit? I don't think we have the, the for lack of a better phrase, the equipment to, uh, <laughs> to I don't mean equipment now in you want the, the card equipment type. Deck. Now we not try a, the equipment deck. Not equipment in terms of the card type. I don't think we are, we are equipped to do the aggro thing early in the game. We just don't have enough low, low, like our curve is not low enough and the creatures we have at the lower end of the curve aren't that aggressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think we could have wound up in a better deck. I I think we made the correct decisions. We didn't know we were going to keep opening like random for mirrored and rares. And to be honest, those cards weren't flowing that much either. Like some solid red stuff came around, but do I think the red white deck would have been that much better than this one? Not, not really. Like we still weren't. And that kind of tells me, that that's kind of like what I'm getting at with I don't think that vector is that good. We opened a bunch of rares that care that are good for that vector, and even still with this sort of random deck we kind of just scraped together, feels and maybe it won't actually play out that way, but it feels like it's on par with what we would have drafted if we did equipment. And to be fair, we did pass like those two rare two drops, so our deck would have looked a little better curve wise yeah. if we had them. Um, I think we can start making some top end cuts here. We don't need five of these things. We can cut a Molten Rebuke. We're pretty solid on removal. Um, we've got a few things. We actually have a three-mana deal five as well. So we have th- two Furnace Striders and an Oil Gorger. I think I like the five-mana four-five haste that can then give something else haste, and it has oil to cheapen the Cinder Slash Ravager. I think we're going to cut the Oil Gorger troll. Uh, and then we have three more cuts to make. We have two Thirsting Roots here. So we could go down to one of those and... I guess we could go down to land if we really wanted to, but well, we remember too, we're playing the, I guess we're not looking to splash anymore either. I don't, yeah, I don't know so. that we care about having the prophetic prism in that case. Yeah, that's true. It's not super useful as a cantrip. Honestly, maybe just cutting that thirsting roots. And then that leaves us with, I don't know, dude, I think we've got a deck. Yeah, this actually seems solid. And it, and it turns out after cuts, we have an actual curve. We don't have a ton of creatures on the lower end, like in, in the two drop slot, we've only got three, I think, but yeah. Yeah. And then we've got two, one, two, one drop creatures as well. So it's enough to kind of put something on the board early. Um, any game where we're playing a turn one evolving adaptive is just going to be phenomenal. Basically and if we're on the play, I think this deck is pretty good. Uh, if we're in the draw, I think we just lose. <laughs> Uh, now, it depends yeah, on the speed be. of the format, and there's ways for this deck to recover. Like, there's a few things that can put oil on themselves. Not as many as I would have liked, to be honest. Uh, but Well, that's you know, part of got- why I'm actually thinking... I'm actually thinking... Well, yeah, so so my my thought process was that maybe the Oil Gorger Troll is worth keeping because it gains you that life, and that does help stabilize a bit against the decks that aren't trying to kill you with poison counters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but, but the four point, fives also kind of stabilize because they block it very well. And, you know, yeah. And I do like that they can just come in and attack immediately and then also potentially give something like a cinder slash ravager haste, right? Like even just yeah. this deck wants to hit exactly five lands, play a furnace strider next, like give it haste attack next turn, play a cinder slash ravager, give it, it haste and attack that thing too. Like this thing will close the game out very quickly, but we're trading off that we just didn't really get, as many two drops as we would have wanted. And then we could have cut these things like the furnace striders. Right. So I think this is a 17 lander for sure. 
Uh, and I do like having the rust vine cultivator. We have a solid number of cantrips. So let's just run up the curve uh, real quick one last time. We've got Furnace Skull Bomb and Maze Skull Bomb, Evolving Adaptive and Rust Vine Cultivator at one. We've got Blazing Crescendo, Shrapnel Slinger, two Predation Stewards, two Ruthless Predation. Wow, we're going to be doing a lot of predating. Uh, a Titanic Growth as well. There's a Furnace Punisher at three, Rebel Salvo, the deal five, Volt Charge, the deal three, and two Contagious Vorax. At four, we've got Chimney Rabble, Lattice Blade Mantis, Rib Skiff, at five, we've got two copies of Furnace Strider. Six, we've got two Cinder Slash Ravagers. And then for our lands, we're going to go, I think we're looking at, uh, well, honestly, just an eight mountain, eight forest. Well, we'll take out one uh, for the Hunter Maze. So it's going to be eight mountain, seven forest, Hunter Maze, and a Terramorphic Expanse. So eight of each colored source and a Terramorphic Expanse. This is not an exciting deck, but like I I'll win a few games with this. Yeah, where do you put this? in terms of like number of wins, like where do you think you get four, three? <sighs> yeah. If I three through this, I think I'll be pretty happy, especially because it's the new format. It seems like other people were saying, man, their first drafts are not going too hot. Maybe this is like a bomb intense format, but then again, so is vow and vow is one of my favorite formats of all time. So I don't know. We'll see how this one shakes out, but I'll be sure to post my record once I, once I've got it. Yeah, and if you're listening on Spotify, you should be able to just watch the whole draft. So, um, you know, check that out there. If you're not listening on Spotify, we'll have the draft video up on YouTube about a day or so after the episode releases on your podcast platforms of choice. That does it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Definitely jump in the Discord. We'd love to hear what you're thinking of All Will Be One as this format kind of develops and we, we learn more about how it plays out um what are you finding is working what are you finding isn't working let us know especially from a rare perspective we don't always get to play with all the rares too early in the format so love to hear how those perform and if you'd like to support the show directly you can do so on patreon at patreon.com forward slash draft chaff pod then you can find us on twitter at draft chaff pod as well thanks folks and we'll catch you next week enjoy all will be one So those that follow the Draft Shaft podcast on Twitter may have spotted a certain poll. Now, I put this poll out because I figured we should probably get the ball rolling on the discourse around this set early so we can get it over with and actually have fun. You know, uh, I asked about the Eternal Wanderer, which is a good card. I think we all know this just by looking at it. But I asked relative to their limited formats, how does it compare to Dream Trawler? Now, you listening, I want you to pause for a minute. Think about this. Those that played in Theros Beyond Death, you know that sometimes you would play against Dream Trawler and it got to the point where if my opponent cast it, I would just scoop because you really could not beat a resolved Dream Trawler. That there were maybe like some corner cases, some niche ways to do it if your opponent maybe didn't keep a card up in hand, but really anyone with, you know, a couple brain cells could win a game if they resolved the Dream Trawler, right? So here's the question. Is it better than Dream Trawler? Is it the same as Dream Trawler? Or is it worse than Dream Trawler respective to its format? Uh, 231 people weighed in, and the answer may surprise you. Doctors hate this one trick. <sighs> yeah, it's called paying six mana for a rare. <laughs> so yeah. uh, let's see here. 32% of responders said that this is a worse card than Dream Trawler, that Dream Trawler is the better of the two. Interesting. 23% said that it's about the same as Dream Trawler. 
And a whopping 45% of responders said that, man, said that this card is better than Dream Trawler. That, Again, respectively. Yeah, but still, that Dream Trawler was a scoop on cast type of card. Like, that was not unreasonable at all. It, yeah, the Eternal know. Wanderer is not really that. And we talked a lot about this in our pre-show, so definitely check out the Patreon if you want to get into the pre-shows. So I won't go into this too far, but this isn't... The Eternal Wanderer isn't exactly scoop on cast, but it can be. <laughs> yeah. And is it's it equally- very, very flexible. So... I think the only reason that it's not, I would say it's not as bad as Dream Trawler was, is that there is a ton of Planeswalker removal. So even if they get mm. to stabilize, even if they get to get an activation out of it, you likely will have the resources to get rid of it the next turn or two. And um, if it's six around any more than a turn, really, then I, I I put this basically on par with Dream Trawler. But yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Thing is, it might be equally demoralizing to play against, but as far as their overall win rates in the format, I, I don't know if it's going to be better than Dream Troll. I, I want to wait and see how it shakes out. 